Welcome to The Sound Man Stole Our Gear and other crazy gig stories. I'm Josh and welcome to episode one. I'm here tonight with Justin McGoldrick of many things, but also the P-47s. And, uh, you know, I mean, you've got some solo projects, well, but the P-47s, that's, that's, yeah, your, that's and, your big and band. Many, many and many, many other bands. And many, many other bands. Over the history, over the very... You know how musicians are, they can't just do one I'm band. I'm a guitar so. whore. That's what Carl used to call me. Guitar All right, whore. guitar whore. Okay. I can, yeah, I'll I play guitar relate. for anyone that'll play me. I'm a mercenary. I'm a guitar mercenary. How much do they have to pay you? Like five dollars? No, that that's going to be a little more than that. A little more than that. Yeah, I'll leave the house for fifty bucks. That's pretty cheap. Okay, yeah. you heard it here, fifty bucks. Um, so uh, you're new to our show because it's a new show. So what we do is, as you can probably guess from the title, we tell crazy gig stories that have happened. Um, Tonight we've got Justin in. He's going to tell us some of his best stories. And uh, we've obviously got other musicians coming in every week. And they're going to tell us their craziest gig stories. And uh, hopefully they'll be good stories. And hopefully nobody's making any of the stories up. Hey, because... I I'm going to make up as much as I want. Oh, all right. Well, <laughs> I know it's all true. Hopefully it all sounds believable. No, it's, a, it's about 95% true. 95 Can we embellish? Good. That's good. Um <laughs> Embellish for the sake of See, story. Some of these, I some think of these that's stories fine. I've told so many times. I'm not sure if they're true myself anymore. Yeah, that's all that matters. Yeah. If they're real to you, then they're real. No, I'm, I'm pretty sure it all happened. Okay, good enough okay. for. Hey, that's good enough for me. I think that's probably good enough for our for our uh, viewers and listeners. All right, so um, you've uh, you've played uh, basically every club here in the Little Rock, oh my uh, God. Central Arkansas I've, I've area, played, obviously, and, just to start cl with. Clubs that don't even exist anymore. Right, there are a lot of those. In Little Rock, we, we kind of go through clubs like Spinal Tap Drummers. They're, yeah. They explode and, and die on their own vomit all the time. So, um, w w But that kind of gives us an opportunity to play a lot of different clubs. It makes us sound cool. And, and one of my favorite of things about playing in this town is you don't have to fight as hard for a gig as you would in other in larger cities. You couldn't open for the Reverend Horton Heat or John Spencer Blues Explosion in New York City. Other people would be fighting too hard to get the show, but here you've got, you got a running chance. You know? That's true. Uh, my band as well, we ended up opening for Southern Culture on the Skids, uh, a couple of times, um, so well, if legendary if Shack Shakers. If we would have, yeah, we would have had no chance in, in any Angeles other city. So no, no, hundreds and hundreds and get, of other bands. And they usually they want to hang out and talk because they're you know. That's, so you get that's to meet true. all these people, and that's a good town to play in in that respect. That's true. That's true. I like the small town, uh, smaller club vibe, but uh, but you know, uh, it does mean that a lot of bands uh, you'll probably notice is a lot of bands will do Dallas. And then have a day off, and then do Memphis, but not even think ah. stopping in Arkansas. I don't know what it is. Maybe it's the smell. We've got really good catfish and cornbread. I don't know why people just drive right on through. You're you're not even from this country, and you stuck around. So I don't know why other bands I, I can't didn't pass it. through. It was a circumstantial thing. All right. Well, that's that's a that's a probably an episode on its own. Yep. Uh, so let's uh, let's talk about there was a, let's start with there was a particular incident at uh, a club that we both uh, played a lot the, of shows the, the in. The teenage I, ride incident. I, I ran sound at the club, so it's it's a place we know very well. Um, downtown music, uh, no longer with us. Uh, and uh, yeah, there were. It, it, this is an interesting event because it didn't really happen. It, it had nothing to do with our club and downtown music was. 
you know, it just happened to it happen. was it was rowdy you know it, it on, on rowdy nights on but, but it just happened to be next door that to, there was an open mic thing going on at a chicken place. yeah chicken wing restaurant yeah okay, right. like a few doors up but I think, now, it, was, I I think it was, it was either a, next door or two doors down. It was very close. Yeah, I can't work out whether we're talking about the same event, though. That's true. These may have been separate events that, that, you, that happened to you and that I remember. And the yeah. one that happened to me. Because we may not have been playing that show together. That may have been because two Because I, I remember loading the gear in that afternoon. It was an afternoon show and it spilled into night. But I remember loading the gear in that afternoon. And the atmosphere is already edgy. You got the punk rock kids mm. outside... Got these other kids from the chicken place up the road outside, and everyone was kind of yeah. It was kind of volatile already all afternoon, and uh, it, it slowly escalated over the space of the afternoon into some crazy teenage riot happened out from the club. Now, the, yeah, it was, and when when you say teenage, they were not. We're not kids. talking. Yeah, we weren't talking nineteen, eighteen years old. We were talking some of them thirteen, were like, yeah, fourteen, 14 year years kids. old. Yeah, I'm. I'm still not exactly sure. I did talk to the owner of downtown uh regarding what was going on because i think that i think that these were two separate incidents um because i the event that i remember i believe i was running sound that night and i don't remember running sound for you guys at downtown music yeah uh, so, well i think that this was the weisenheimers oh then definitely not Definitely, definitely not. not. Then these were two completely separate, so, insane events so at the same a, club. As the night <laughs> well, let's let's talk about yours tonight. Yeah, as as the night culminates, everyone looks outside and they're like, "It's going nuts out there. It's going fucking nuts. It's getting worse progressively, and you know people are fighting, and it's it's just getting slowly worse." But the bands on stage, and we're, we're a punk band, so we're playing loud, we're hammering the tunes out, and all of a sudden people are screaming, "Get off the stage!" Now get off! And there was which you never want to hear that. There's usually yeah, never a good reason to hear that. But but there, it was glass behind the stage, and apparently there was bullet holes. Yeah. Now the it. the back of the stage was were, was basically uh, an front. old storefront that yeah. was basically just kind of boarded up lightly, and then your back was to yeah. the street essentially. So so they, they could we couldn't see it, but they could. The little bullet holes starting to appear in the glass. <laughs> so we all start. We got to get out. We got to get out. So we get off stage, and when we go outside, it's just escalated into a teenage riot. There's there's. I, I, maybe I'm exaggerating, but I'm sure I remember like police horses and overturned cars. I, there were police horses downtown, and they did call them out on occasion. So, yeah, so I, I, that I saw them on many occasions. Uh, in fact. One of the one of the most sobering things that will uh, let me just kind of snap you out is uh, coming out of like Midtown Billiards at three a.m. <laughs> and suddenly there's a horse just right there. It's you know in the middle of downtown. It's not the thing you're expecting. And, and to see. anyone that's ever played Midtown Billiards knows that people just degenerate to the point of subhuman in that place at three o'clock. No, that's in the morning. that's true. Do you have a good Midtown story? I've got a great Midtown story. Okay, well no, let's, let's lead on let's, to Midtown story. Well, let's set the stage um, because Midtown Billiards is a, is a not your run of the mill setting. Uh, I when people ask me about it, I tend to liken it to the Double Deuce from uh, Roadhouse. I, I it, but there's the, no chicken wire. That's about the only the, difference. Uh, the, the bar in Mos Eisley. 
also good. Also yes. good. You never. Star Wars you, there's there's always a drunk guy that you can't understand, and he is ready to cut your arm off if if he needs to. If need if need be. <laughs> um, so so Midtown is a is one of the few private clubs here in Little Rock. The our our cutoff for liquor is two a.m. But if you happen to have one of these rare coveted private what is it, a private lounge, private club, I forget what yeah. they call it. Anyway, if you've got one of these coveted licenses, then you can operate basically until dawn, as long as you're serving some type of food, hot food, hot food. I know that's part of, that's why Midtown <laughs> serves burgers on the griddle. And, you know, it's it's tough to know if the burgers are good because I don't know that I've ever had one sober. So I couldn't really tell you, but anyway, I, I know the veggie burgers were kick ass. Well, the the atmosphere is is very dingy and gross, and you feel like you're going to stick to everything. However, it's a it's a fantastic place to go. Uh, the people are are drunk and insane, but awesome. They've all already gotten off work from from their job at a club after the club has closed, and now they're here. Or they've closed down the bar, and now they're here because it's the only place they can keep drinking. So, uh, so yeah. So I'm, they've got to have a. I mean, my band has a ton of Midtown stories. Oh my so, god! So give us, the, give us the, one definitely of the strangest thing I ever saw at Midtown is there's a friend of the band, and he was at the bar, and he got talking to this couple who were telling him about their plans to get married in the near future in a couple of weeks time or something they had their marriage license and was showing him and it, it turned out this guy he, he worked on he, he worked on uh, fishing trawlers in Alaska and happened he was in town doing after doing the deadliest catch thing oh but, okay and, yeah. and he was a friend of the band's and he was also a registered minister so they okay. get telling him that they, they're fixing to get married and he said well I can marry you now what are you waiting for? Yeah, right now. You have yeah. a you have a license. I can marry you. So they were basically married. They just needed someone to perform yeah. the ceremony. And so he holds our asses up on stage. I mean, no better place than Midtown. Midtown, yes. And her girlfriend sits down at the bar and rolls all the napkins into roses with like <laughs> straws for stands. Made her a bouquet. That's a uh, that's a real friend, folks. Oh that's yeah. a real friend. If you don't have a friend that will not only support your decision to get married at a dive bar at what probably two a.m. three a.m. Oh god, yeah, something like that. It, not and, only and not were, only not only back you up, but make you flowers out of napkins. That's a real friend right there. Yeah, and they absolutely got married. Right there on right. stage, we took a break and we stood behind them as I don't know. Did you give a little music or? I can't remember. There are some great pictures of. That's that's when you that's when you think why didn't I learn? <laughs> Here comes the bride. Yeah, like the, you'd never need it. You'd never as a punk band yeah. or even a rock band. You'd never think you'd need that, so you don't put that in your arsenal. But I sure as hell did that. Maybe night. maybe you should. Maybe you should put uh, more wedding songs in there just in case. Hava Nagila, just in case. You never know. You never know. So that was definitely the strangest thing. Well, that's a good Midtown story. Yeah, that, that's, that's a positive a, Midtown that, story. I don't hear those very often. <laughs> I, I think all of the ones I have involve ambulances and police, definitely the bouncers and the security guys. I've got so a good bouncer. That's, that's Let's good. move on to bouncers. Bouncers. Now, bouncers are... When you're in the band, the bouncer is usually... 
has a different attitude towards you than everyone else in the club. They're either absolutely usually, great. Usually they're your best friend. Until you, you come usually. across the, the fucking asshole. Oh, well, there's always one. Yeah. And this is about the asshole. Oh, okay. Okay, this is a completely different club. We moved away. It was in Little Rock, but we moved away. So we we had to park behind the back of the club to move to get the gear in. Typical. And uh, there was a door. It was from not much further from me to you. Okay. Away from the stage that opened up, and my car was six feet behind that fucking door, backed in where I could load the gear in. Perfect. Absolutely. Yeah. So and, and dream was, load in. Yeah. It was some some asshole. It was uh, what's it was some country guy that we opened for. I can't remember the guy's name. It's one of them hack country guys. So um. Oh yeah, hack country guy. Yeah, hack country. Yeah, the assholes yeah. with the, the yeah, big yeah. buckles and the hats. And so, so um, and they took their security serious because this guy had a lot of fans. Okay. So it was out to the, out, we, we opened for him. We got our shit off stage. He's loading his on. Mm-hmm. And we're trying to get the gear off stage. And I went to go out the back door. Yeah. And the bouncer said, absolutely no way. No. You got to out through the crowd. Through the crowd. Through the crowd. Through 400 fucking people. Out onto the street down two blocks almost over over you're back down behind the, yeah, the back club. down the alleyway back around oh my god i'm like come on buddy how many piece band we got three piece four piece five piece what do we got here uh, you got two piece. guitars four four piece and a backup sing <sighs> but um still that's that's and, a, and, that's, and, a, that's a lot uh, of gear like, to uh, fight like, through the like, crowd buddy please like on the other side of the door, six <laughs> fucking feet away, is my car. All you have to do is pull that, pull that, let and me we're out. Gone, yeah. yeah. I'm not doing it. And so I, I, come on, you've been a fucking, you've been a person. Surely that let, can't let, be their let, normal. Let me out the routine. fucking door. Yeah. So he he starts to be an asshole. And next minute, all these bouncer friends, and they're gonna kick my ass because now I'm getting yeah. pissed off. Yeah, sure. They, they're going to take the other bouncer side. Yeah. Sure. And uh, it's, it's pissing down rain. So I, oh, long story God. short, I had to put my fucking Fender Twin on my shoulder, oh. carry it out through, through the, the crowd, crowd. Yeah. out on the street, torrential rain. Oh. Like, just bucketing down, and, the, and my amp never worked again. I'm sure it did. It never worked. He, he sure. destroyed it. Yeah. Good guy. Oh, poor a Fender Twin. You put a Fender Twin on your shoe. Oh, it's solid. Well, it's a solid stage. They okay. Had two, two Fender. Okay. They had the. It's like a stage or whatever. Yeah, okay. With the two okay. And, okay. Yeah. I was I was about to be like I'm still impressed because that's it, still that's still a big heavy amp, but I was imagining like a '70s Silverface no, Fender no, Twin. That was a, <laughs> was a solid stage stage with the two Fenders. Okay, yeah. good. Still, still beefy. Still nothing still, you want to stick Still nothing you want to carry like through the crowd. <laughs> through the crowd of two city blocks. Oh, oh gosh. And, oh. and uh, another gear, another gear story. Okay, the okay. Blatant disrespect for gear. So we were playing. This is another bar. This is in North Little Rock. And I was really fucking drunk. I quit drinking, but but but. I used to drink a lot. No, that's perfect. Once you quit drinking, then you can tell all the stories that you want. I, I, I quit that's, drinking that's about four years ago, but some some wild shit happened before that. But anyway, so I, my wife was my wife was driving this night, so luckily. So we're loading all the gear out of this bar in North Little Rock. 
Wouldn't it? And I'm talking to people out in the sidewalk and socializing, being witty and charming and whatever. And we pour in the car, and you know, we're talking about, and we lived out in you know, any of Ferndale. So that's yeah, that's a that, pretty that's a pretty that, good little track. That's almost a fucking hour. Yeah, it's about all, almost an hour outside hour, of, hour outside of town. Woods. So yeah, into that's right, an hour into the woods, out in, across yeah. the river. Across that's the right, mountain, it is Arkansas. That's right. To, to Grandma's house, way up, way up. So we get there, and we're almost to the house. When I said, you know what, I didn't load the guitar, and I'd left my Fender Strat leaning against the wall of the bar uh, out on the sidewalk. On the oh, so not in the bar. Not in the bar. It's out. It was out it was on a main out. street. Oh, went main. against the wall because I was too. In far. a case or in a case. Okay, but, so, but so, still very obviously. Here's a guitar in a case, and so we. Turn around like the Dukes of Hazzard and go fucking book him back to town. And yeah. believe it or not, an hour, it's like an hour out, hour back in. And There's an hour no later, on a busy, it there. was still there. I don't know whether people thought it was a bomb, if they or thought it trap. was a trap. Maybe, or maybe they just thought it was an empty, an case. empty case. Somebody dro- sure must have fine. just dropped their empty case. Wow. That's impressive. That's very, but you, that's the, the luck was on your side that Absolutely. Night. Oh, gosh. All right. Well, what else have we got? Now, you've got, uh, uh, you got some some road stories. Oh, no, so I, I can tell you about this. We've got because the local the local stories are good. But what uh, you've been you've been all over the place. Oh yeah, absolutely. Did a lot of touring. I can tell you about the absolutely ill fated. This is still in Arkansas, but the the ill fated. <laughs> I've toured further than that, but the ill fated. Eureka Springs story. Okay, you're, yeah, okay. Now Eureka Springs is a good what three hours, three and a half hours. Yeah, three hours from here. So like we'd, we'd up played the mountains. in we'd played in Fayetteville the night before, and you could have just went straight down the interstate, cut over. But we find this little wiggly road on the map. We're like, yeah, we can do that. Wiggly we can do road. that. That'll, that'll, that's and it's a, it's a famous nice, last words. We can drive that wiggly road on the that's map. A, that's a great day. Now is this an actual paper map? This is these are the yeah. Days. It's a paper map. Though. Right. Kids, before Waze, there were paper maps, and we unfolded them and never refolded them properly again. That's just the way it was. So um, it's a squiggly, wiggly little road. When, when we get out on the squiggly, we're in a, and these we're are, in a Honda Pass, and this is right? in the mountains. Just to set the stage, this is yes. this is all hilly mountain ups and downs and valleys. This is not just flat. We're not in Kansas. This is these are these is kind of yeah, mountainous terrain. So uh, we're in a '90s Honda Passport. It's not a new car. <laughs> okay. And and we're going to play as a two-piece song. So upright bass player, me playing guitar and singing, and it's like a little rockabilly show. Yeah, sure. So very we're, light on gear. Yeah, but still, no, but we a, had but we a had a big P, upright bass. We had a big upright bass, a PA. Oh, that didn't okay. have a house PA. So you got the so whole sound PA, system. Mics, uh, an amp, a backup amp, two guitars. You know, quite a bit of you shit. You got all that crammed into a passport? Into a Honda passport. <laughs> That's impressive so, on its own. And when we get on the little pig trail thing, it's it's hot. It's bad fucking hot. It's like 100 degrees or something. And I don't know. We're, we're all just... This is a bad idea. This is probably... Cause it's like we, the shouldn't real take, we shouldn't we have taken the, the yeah. interstate. Yeah, yeah. But it's too late. We're there and there's logging <laughs> trucks and shit. It's too late to turn back. You're on the wiggly road. So we fu- we actually did make it to Eureka Springs, but the second we get into town, my wife she was driving again because she used to drive when I drunk a lot. Smart. <laughs> so um, we're we're coming into Eureka Springs. She's, she's like, "Honey, the the amps are dropping." 
Oh. Hang on. The power steering's going. Uh, Everything's everything's going. Everything's going. Everything is going out. It's it's going. And it's just great timing. We pull up in front of the club. And it just, that's it. And it does. But it made it to the club. Wow. Like the Blues Brothers. If it had fallen apart when you got there, that would have been... Now, when you play at this club, they give you free accommodation, which is oh, above okay. the bar. Okay. So this okay. little apartment thing. So that's not too bad. And it's the middle of August. That's pretty rare. For, but we get, we get christened this thing the Tiger Pit because <laughs> <laughs> it had no air to begin with. Okay. And it was decorated like a frat boy's room. It's just like nudie posters oh, and, and beer, okay. beer posters and stuff. So it had, it had like previous bands basically decorated. Oh, yeah. So that was just the place bands stayed. It, it, was and pretty, so it was pretty horrific. Whatever bands decided to do. No, you know. Nowhere. And, and was the bass player, me and my wife, and we all had to like bunk in together. And I'm like, man, this is crazy to begin with. Yeah. And, um, but it was, all right, just try to overlook how shit this is to begin with. Get cleaned up. And, I'll make a couple of calls to begin with. Okay. Call the auto parts store. Because um, I'm, right now, my first guess is it's the alternator. Yeah, sure. Do you have an alternator? No, the nearest alternator is in Berryville, Arkansas. And Berryville is how far? About 30 minutes. Okay, that's not terrible, but when uh, you don't when have you a haven't, car. When you haven't got a car. <laughs> so we put it all behind us. We'll worry about it in the morning. Right. right. So I said, okay. You got a gig to play. So we play the gig, and halfway through the gig, the bass player, he's telling me, upright bass player, he's like, my bass is fucking up. It's it's fucking up. It's going to, there's something wrong with it. Like the electronics are messing up? Oh. He's like, it's going to blow any minute. It's going to blow. Oh. And. Yeah, now there's, for those who don't know, there's an incredible amount of tension on an upright bass with the strings. So, he, so he switched to electric. We took the bass upstairs. We had this horrible night's sleep in the tiger pit. And about 3 o'clock in the morning, the bass just... Oh, the my thing, gosh. The thing blew up. I, I'm the, sure it did. It would be like yeah, a piano explosion. Yeah, like the bridge... Pow! It sounded like a car wreck when this thing blows I up. I bet. Did it do and, any damage? Shrapnel damage? <laughs> it destroyed the bass. Well, you and destroyed it was, the bass, and, and obviously. Poor guy got a made in like Europe or somewhere. Oh. It, it was like a three thousand dollar bass, and it just fucking destroyed it. And I, I think the ride in the pig trail in the heat probably contributed to this. Uh, yeah, probably, probably. So okay, we're gonna put this behind us. We, we can. <laughs> oh, I don't know if I could put that behind me. I'd I'd be tearing up at the gig later. So um, the next morning we get out on the street, and I'm like, okay, I've got. To get to Berryville. Yeah, How am I going to get to Berryville? And I'm asking people on the street, are you going to Berryville by any yeah, chance? Yeah, hey, you headed that I'm, way? I'm asking like tourists, anyone? Yeah. And they're looking at me like I'm Manson. Yeah, yeah. Because I'm, I'm a little bit hungover and stuff anyway. <laughs> Finally, this guy comes scooting in. He's, he's, he's like this kinetic, fast-talking, oh. fucking nutty guy. Okay. He's telling me, okay. man, I was living out in California, but my wife... Man, my wife divorced me, and I'm moving back to California in two days, and I'm just fucking out to cause trouble. I'm running wild today. I just want to do anything, man. I just want to. I'm like, let's go. How, to do, you feel, how do you feel like going to Berryville? Yeah. So we jump in. Yeah, man, I'd love to go to Berry, Berryville. Let's go. Let's go to Berryville. <laughs> and I swear this guy, <laughs> I, I think he was a ghost of Neil Cassidy from On the Road, man, because this guy had the best stories. Like, yeah, and, and I, was, I was painting the Golden Gate Bridge, and and, and then. <laughs> <laughs> this guy is just all over the place, you know. Every story is just too Every, unbelievable. Then, then I was working like grain silos in Oklahoma, and then I was then I was working the oil fields in Texas, and he's wow. and he was literally playing like 
Coltrane jazz. Kinetic. Wow. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. And and he was definitely speeding. He was amphetamined sure, yeah. out of his mind. He's just talking the whole way whole way over. And he's he's starting to do stunt driving. Oh, yeah. I was going to ask how yeah, was his driving, driving if he was way speed. Yeah. He, he, and, and he's like, hey man, hey man, like, throw me over that bottle in the back, the Mountain Dew bottle. Yeah, okay. Oh no! And I'm like, that's not mountain. That's Dew. not mountain. That's mountain, and it's like the big one. <laughs> oh god! And I pop it open, and I'm like, that's generic vodka. Okay. Some like cheap ass vodka. Yeah, Heaven Hill or something. Yeah. Like, yeah. Oh. And he starts hitting this vodka. Oh. <laughs> he's just. He's got to come down from all that speed, man. And he's getting crazier, and his driving's get worse. And I'm just, ah, motherfucker. I'll so, also say our our roads in Arkansas are not good. And and finally, I'm like, I'm, I'm I'm my nerves are shattered by now. And he's like, you want some? And I was <laughs> absolutely. I guess yeah, so. Come on, let's let's. If you're gonna kill us, at least I'm gonna not feel it. So pass that over. <laughs> and so we're both neck in the vodka. And he said, "What's this shit? This is great." And he goes flying. He said, "You want to see? You want to see the wildest shit you'll ever see?" And he goes flying <laughs> through the Walmart parking lot. And he gets in front of a cop. And goes, he only thinks it's Mountain Dew. And he's necking this Mountain Dew in front of the cop. And does like a burnout and speeds out. And I'm like, uh, not only am I going to die, we're probably going to jail. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Because the car's probably stolen. Yeah, There's a knows, kilo man. of coke in the, in the trunk or a body. And we get to Berryville. Finally get the alternator. Then I'm realizing I, I bought tools. And I bought um, standard wrenches to change it. And, and this is, I didn't even think about it being metric or whatever. And I, I bought the, oh, I bought the wrong, the wrong set. Okay. I bought the wrong set. And he said, this is fine. Uh, my wife, who just divorced me or whatever, all my tools are at her place. She's still got all my tools. I would rather you have my tools. I'm going to California. Okay. So next to he pulls up next to so it's So it's a little sketchier, but now there's the promise of free tools. So he's over the back fence to his old house. Oh. And she comes out screaming oh. at him. Oh, And gosh. he comes running off with the tools, and she's like, you <laughs> son of a bitch. And he likes fishtails out of there. Oh, my gosh. So you got away. And I've still got the tool set. Still got the tool still set. Got the I was tool set. Ask, it's a really nice Change range. the alternator. No, well, that's it. And we nope. get there and we go to change it. It's not the alternator. And the, and the one oh, fucking no. tool I needed, I did not have. There was one socket or something. And it was a biker festival. Okay, bikers got tools. That's what, yeah. that's what, that's what you think. And there was thousands of bikers there that day. And yeah. not one of those motherfuckers had a tool. What? It was all the lawyer biker types. Oh, okay. And, was, and when that, going back to the middle of August, it's that like makes a, more sense. I was going to say because I've met a lot of bikers, and typically you can always count on them to have a pretty nice little set single, of tools, only, some duct tape, no, a poncho. I mean, no, those guys are prepared typically, no. so and, that's not what I was expecting. And not only did they not have tools, they were endlessly delighted and laughing their asses off. That, they, looks, yeah. that looks hot down oh. there, buddy, because I'm out on the main drag in front of them all. Oh. And they pull up and make Douchebags. Yeah. I got you, I got you. So not, anyway, re- not, so, regular, not regular bikers. So um, I finally, I finally get the alternator changed. Nothing. Yeah. Still, Nothing. still. So I'm, I'm, I'm like, well, the battery's dead. Yeah. All right. Battery's dead. Okay. So I pull the, pull the battery out. But the other, the auto parts store in Eureka Springs is like three miles away. 
So I carry the core and, battery. And three miles in Eureka Springs is it's uphill. probably all uphill, uphill, right? Yeah, okay. Three miles yeah. uphill. Carrying Both the, ways. Yeah. Carrying the battery. <laughs> oh, three God. miles oh. carrying a car battery. Oh, man. Got there. Got a new battery. Carried that three miles all the way back. Yeah. By hand. Yeah. And uh, put it on. Nothing. Nothing. By now, we're absolutely fucking beside ourselves because what gear still that is functional in getting cooked in 90 degree. And, yeah, and yeah. for non-musicians, you don't want your gear out. And no. Well, I mean, obviously, it will explode. <laughs> so, <laughs> lesson, so we had lesson to, learned. We had to beg another bar down the road to like put the guitars behind the bar and the air conditioner. Yeah, yeah. But anyway, so this it just goes on all day. And finally, this like nice grandpa-looking guy walks by and just says, Reject relay. Yeah, the relay. Oh, the little tiny relay. So three miles. I'm like three miles off. I go again. Three Back miles up. there. Three Put miles. That in. Fire running. Yep. That's uh, there's your lesson, kids. Always check those relays. Those are always yes. yeah. They're like what two bucks? Yeah. Yeah, yeah. So you, but you know, you got a new battery, you got a new alternator. And, so and we, we went back up to play there later in your 1990s. <laughs> <laughs> we went up there like a few a few months later to play again, and I took the tools back and I went over to this bar where I knew this guy who told me like to hang out. Yeah, they all know me there. If you can't yeah. find me, just. Drop them off. Just drop them off. And I thought, and I thought I will do the right thing. I will take his sure. back to it. Sure, sure. So well, I, and and you have to admit, you were probably really curious if they actually knew him or if yeah, they were going to say well, something they like, didn't. "He died in 1984." <laughs> <laughs> no, they had absolutely no idea who he was. They had never heard of the guy. That's surprising. I mean, he he seemed to be quite a character. So uh, maybe the staff had changed over because I, you know, well, although or maybe everyone is like that up there. Maybe everyone was kind of a speed freak who was, uh, it was insane. Yeah, he, Although, he, I mean, clearly a good Samaritan. Because, oh, yeah. I mean, he drove it, you to Berryville and back. He got gave, you the tools. Gave me gave a really nice. The tools. Yeah, the socket set and wrenches and, yeah. That's pretty good. All right. Well, that's a good feel-good story. I think we're going to wrap up the show. Or have you, I, I, do you I, have I, one I, more? One very last one. We like, oh, to, no. we like to call the P-47s the most dangerous band on Earth. I don't know why. Because this kind of manic, violent Energy happens around us. Crazy sure. shit happens when the P-47... Sure. Well, and Reed has a very sketchy past that we don't really know <laughs> a lot about, so... It's Africa, that's all I can say, Africa. But one very last story. We're on stage at a, at a bar in North Little Rock. It was summertime, and they had the doors wide open so you could see the people walking up and down the street. And we're hammering away, and we look out on the street, and there's a car on its roof going... Right past the open doors with, like, rooster tail and sparks. Okay. Uh, that's why I like that. So, yeah, life as a musician is never boring. <laughs> never. You never know what you're going to see no, from the stage. No, you just never. You, do, you have a, you have a, uh, a unique uh, viewpoint from the stage, especially when you're the front man. You get right there, pretty much anything in the crowd that goes on, you see it. Anything that goes on that behind is the true. bar. Oh, yeah. We see behind the bar. I don't know if the bartenders know about that, but we can see pretty much what's, whatever's going on. And that's kind of why we're doing this show is because I think the musicians have the best stories. Uh, Justin, thank you so much for being with us. Tell the people where they can find you guys online and listen uh, to the tracks. Just do the regular uh, Reverb Nation. We can download, you can download music on Amazon. There you go. P47s, yeah, check them YouTube. out on YouTube, Reverb Nation. Very cool. Thanks so much for watching, you guys. Tune in next week. 
I um, completely forgot to see who we have next week. I'm, huh. a, I'm a terrible host. Uh, you know, and I probably got it written down somewhere. But tune in next week for a surprise mystery guest uh, <laughs> who will tell uh, more stories and hopefully try and top Justin's. And uh, until then, we'll see you guys next week. <laughs>